Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another week free of the scourge of Bill and Linda. <laughs> you leave Linda out of this. She does good work. <laughs> that is that, that is fair. She is burdened with a, she is burdened with taking care of Bill. <laughs> Only to make sure he doesn't become the supervillain this world needs. This world needs. <laughs> this world truly needs. Uh, be careful. We we don't know for sure that they're camping. He might be building his mech suit. You don't know. It's true. We don't know. Oh well. Either way. Uh, welcome back. I'm Seth. I'm Charles. I'm Jenna. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Did I not say welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast? Ah, uh, I'm a. Bad the power is going to. Head. It's making yeah. me loopy. Right. <laughs> yeah, already you can see that I'm slipping. Seth's Soon. on a power trip. You'll have to forgive him. Soon the crown will fall from my head. <laughs> fell from Bill's. <laughs> Probably right back onto Bill's head. I mean, anyway. Uh, this week, uh, we're talking about Nimona. Uh, a a movie that is currently out on uh, Netflix, based off of this comic novel, right? Yeah, here. Chris is currently holding up uh, the graphic novel. Uh, let's see, and it is written by Andy. Uh, the graphic novel is originally written by Andy Stevenson. She's an award-winning, best-selling author and illustrator of Nimona, The Fire Never Goes Out, and co-creator Lumberjanes, which I read, which is okay. absolutely hilarious. And she is also the showrunner for the Netflix series She-Ra and the Princesses of Powers. That, that's, yeah. Uh, She-Ra was really good. I need to actually finish watching it, but I've enjoyed what I've seen of it. Uh, and let's... I didn't know that she did Lumberjanes, but like looking at the original or the art style of the original comic, I can definitely see it. So this is... I will say I liked the art style for Lumberjanes. I think it worked really well. For this story, I'm not as... Eh. It's not my favorite style, but the dialogue is so well done and it is so well illustrated. Like I really appreciate... It was, yeah. Obviously, the inspiration she has and she created creating this. I do prefer the Netflix's uh, animation style of this story to her style of the graphic novel. Yeah, the, the, the graphic novel, um, just to kind of show, well, and Seth can pull some of it up, but it's a very unique style in, in, in how it was done graphical-wise. It's, it's nothing really to... You know, I don't think it wins any awards, but again, to, to Jenna's point, um, the story is really kind of where it's at in this. And uh, 
it was definitely uh, disappointing that um, the likes of Disney, if you weren't aware, um, actually had this to, to, to make and decided to step away from it just because of some of the components um, uh, in this uh, story, which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I do think that Disney, like, uh, so c- kind of what you were talking about, Chris, is that uh, this was originally with uh, Fox Studios, I think, and Disney bought them and mm-hmm. then passed on this, and like no one knew about it really until Netflix decided to pick it up. Yeah, and buzz started generating, but I don't. I think if Disney would have tried, wanted to put this out, they would have done some major edits to it. Yeah, so this has some LGBTQ uh, themes to it, and that's largely why Disney did not want to, you know, move forward with this. Probably because their image. Um, yeah. So they, let that speak volumes about Disney. Let it. Like D- Disney will toss the LGBT community a a uh, a side character who gives their. Uh, their same-sex partner a side hug, uh, and uh-huh. Disney would be like, "See inclusion." Uh, Nimona's main characters are fully two guys in a relationship, and they kiss on screen in a kids' movie. Yes. Like I don't know if I've seen. That. <laughs> uh, and and it is. I mean, do we call this a kids' movie? Young adult? What would you call this? I, yeah, this is. Yeah. Yeah, the middle teenagers. It, it, it was a little intense. For, I mean, for a young, young kid, it's a little intense, I thought, anyway. It's PG. Well, I know it's PG, but I'm just saying the opening was a little... It came at you pretty... It came at me pretty strong, the opening. It, it does, and I think, I think that's why... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm, that's I'm, why, why Disney just didn't want to deal with it, uh, is because it was out the gate. You know, it's a bit more um, complex of a story than their normal. Uh, yeah, princess well, finds that the strength was in her all along. Yeah, uh, th- this is a this is much more a story of hey, y'all have you you need to reconsider your your preconceived notions. Yeah, in your history. Yeah, it's like this. This had this. I think this one goes way deeper than. Just about any movie Disney's ever made. Yeah, and um, I thought I thought it was a good opportunity for them, though, to take advantage of that because it was a good story. Um, but again, we, we don't have to rag on on Disney for this. We should be talking about uh, Nimona. But I I thought it was worth putting out there that you know Netflix is the one that had to pick up the the torch mm-hmm. here and, and carry well, this through, and, and I, I thought I, it was phenomenal. I am yeah. glad. I mean, it sounds like there was somebody, whether it was the author or what, but. There was somebody out there not letting them smooth this over. It sounds like. I mean, does this represent what was in the book? Pretty good. I, I assume it does because it's. Yeah, I, I haven't read it yet. This was actually on on my wife's uh, okay. to be read shelf, um, and so I just happened to be down in in her library and realized that she uh, she she had this going through uh, something else to read. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, uh, from what I could tell when I skimmed through it uh, a few weeks ago, uh, it's pretty close uh, to the story. So, and it's a pretty, it's a, it's a thick, 
it's a thick novel. It's like a couple hundred pages, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, almost about 250 uh, pages of a graphic novel. So it's a full-fledged film right here. Yeah. Like I, I do appreciate all the subtle dialogue. It is complex. I think it's a great story. It's well animated. The dialogue is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. But like there are just these little little things that get you to think. So like when he asked her, What happens if you don't shift? Can you not shift? And she's like, Then I get an itch, like under my skin. It's like telling someone, Well, can you not be gay? Can you not be that gender? Then, uh, and she's like, no, but then I change and I'm alive. Why wouldn't I want to be alive? So huh. can we can we back up for a second then and get a quick synopsis? Yeah, I was going to say, we've been talking about As this for 10 minutes it. now and we haven't really uh, gone into it. Uh, so uh, Nimona is, is a movie about, uh, it starts off focusing on uh, the night uh, who is about to be about to be given his uh, knighthood uh, named uh, Ballister Boldheart. And mm-hmm. uh, they live in a kingdom that is kind of fantasy sci-fi where a thousand years ago the kingdom's founder and great hero had defeated monsters and raised up an order of knights uh, to defend the kingdom from monsters and surrounded them in a wall and uh, you're, we start off at the knighting ceremony, which is kind of like a huge media event with announcers and whatnot. And uh, we meet Ballister and uh, Ambrosius Goldenloin, descendant of uh, the original hero of the kingdom. And uh, they're, uh, they are... Uh, romantically involved you get that right out of the gate because that's where some of the drama is going to come in later mm-hmm. uh, and where but- the uh the issue is with the knight baluster is he's the first commoner all of the other knights oh, up to this right. point yes. are descendants from the original knights supposedly which we mm-hmm. find out later you know you come to question this supposed origin story and him as the first commoner the queen declares that now anyone can be a knight if they work hard enough which goes against tradition. Mm-hmm. But he was well received by the crowd and everything. So to be clear, when this is announced, there are people cheering him on and uh, and whatnot. But it was definitely not common. Yeah. Uh, so, and that thunderous applause of him being knighted, the first uh, commoner to receive the honor. And it's also very clear, like all the other knights are dressed with are in like silver armor, except for uh golden loin who has yeah. golden armor. Uh Ballister's armor is black. Yeah. So it's like an very obviously yeah, calling him out as black <laughs> as the black sheep. Yeah. And you see the other knights kind of harassing him uh prior to Yeah, they don't respect him at all. Yeah. Uh but that moment of thunderous applause is when uh, his sword that he had been handed earlier opens up, fires a laser that kills the queen, uh, and or Golden Loin cuts his arm off, and he, and because of that, uh, like uh, there's a whole sequence he's able to flee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of that is prologue uh, to. Uh, this uh, girl we see in the streets uh, seeing news reports of the queen killer and she's just like, 
he's perfect. Yep. And, and you can see the first little bit of goblin energy out of Nimona right there. And somehow she, instead of the entire kingdom looking for her, manages to find uh, uh, Ballister's uh, secret hideaway. And she just introduces herself as his new side villain sidekick. Yep. Uh, with this fantastic energy like that she just has throughout the I love the character of Nimona. She's such a complete goblin. <laughs> yeah, totally. My uh, my college self related to her very well. Yes, actually. Yeah. It's sure. kind of it's kind of what I was thinking the first time I watched this is I'm like, I've got to get Jenna to see this. this <laughs> she's been char- she's been channeling this character for years and hasn't realized it. No, not at all. <laughs> or the character's channeling her. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe you met the the original authors of this and made an impression. Who knows? Yeah, she... You know, when- one of the times I drunkenly came out and climbed a tree or a light pole? <laughs> yeah so what when when i first started this i told seth that i wasn't sure i was a fan of the animation styles I, I get some of them are just too quirky for me and as i'm watching it uh this film does a good job of roping in pretty early and it wasn't until she was introduced uh when she first meets uh this night that that uh, i got sold and it was when she starts talking about his arm because uh, it, it's, it's the missing arm that was cut off, and he's he's since replaced it with kind of this uh, makeshift. Uh, say again. A mechanical. Like, yeah, like a mechanical arm. arm. So she's kind of inspecting it. She goes, "Oh, what happened to your arm? Did you, did you get cut off? Like, did it bleed a lot? Did they let you keep it?" And like her, her, her <laughs> eyes do this weird, like split thing, devilish type tone. And uh, it was at that moment I knew that I was going to be entertained for the rest of the film. It, mm-hmm. and so it was at that moment I was hooked and she did not disappoint um, and so what I also appreciated about it is you know he is uh, uh, very wary of his newfound friend here uh, because she's she's very strange to him uh, He he's like how are you zipping all over the place what are you you know, not only who are you, uh, but what are you? Yeah, he's not too. What are you yet? Like that's well, later. yeah, yeah. That, that right, comes right a little now, bit later. Right now, he's just like, or she's like, who are we gonna kill first, boss? And he's like, we're not gonna kill anyone. Yeah. Okay? At, at this point, he's just trying to get to the bottom of it, uh, explain things, or, or just just let people know, hey, I didn't do this, and she's. She's all like, hey, let's let's get some revenge here. We're going to create a master plan. There's going to be killing. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she tries yeah. to talk to him. They hate you. They're not going to listen to you. And then yeah. he goes and gets himself put into jail because he tries yeah. to be yep. logical about this, and it's not. Yeah, he, he decides he's going to go talk to Goldenloin because he knows he, he thinks he can explain himself to Goldenloin. Uh, mm-hmm. But he gets immediately caught and thrown in prison. And she's also somehow immediately there to let him out of prison. and like, Which was the during, best prison break I've seen in a while. Yeah, A fantastic, sure. fantastic prison break because she's like, yeah, we're going to kill everyone. And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, we're going to break everything. And he's like, no. And she's like, well, this, if you go through this, this movie has great quality. And right there, she goes, this is the plan. 
I break you out. Chaos, destruction, something, something, something. We win. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Something, something, something. We win. Win. <laughs> and like as they're like escaping, they come across mm-hmm. this room because he's like uh, uh, the uh, the about uh, ah, names uh, balusters. Just like how is this so easy? Where are all the guards? And then they come across a room that's just like full of unconscious bodies, like hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> sticking out of garbage cans. Mm-hmm. And the he's like trying to speak out, and she's all pouty, like tipping shit over and breaking shit. Yeah, and, and yeah, Nimona's just like they were like that when I got when here. I got here, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and then she begins to display some of her powers yeah like she like they get trapped and she's like okay boss i'm gonna need you to be real cool about a lot of stuff really fast (laughs) promise me you'll be okay eventually he's like fine i promise and she's like even when you see the horn and he's like horn what horn horn?" and then she uh she shapeshifts for the first time because nimona's a shapeshifter into what was it a rhino was the first yeah like that i know yeah, then gorilla, she, ostrich, a whale, like it was a lot of different fun things. Yeah, armadillo, total like, wrecking ball through the palace. Yeah, uh, at one point, <laughs> yeah, like Jenna said, she becomes a whale, and they just like smash through the ceiling several times over, <laughs> and so this escape goes from her petulantly knocking statues over to just this full on destruction of the mm-hmm. castle, just pure chaos and it's just like five minutes of glory i loved it so much and then she like they they land in the in a park outside having been explosively ejected and falling stories and stories and nimona just lands perfectly baluster slides in on his face on the ground (laughs) and then like parapet in the castle behind them explodes and we get one of my very favorite faces in my entire of any animation ever. This is now just like lives rent free in my brain. <laughs> Metal. Metal. <laughs> and the flames in her eyes. God, I love that scene so much. So- I mean, and I think that's what makes it so like you can see the inspiration, the animation. Mm-hmm. From your favorite animes with these chibi expressions, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's perfectly well executed and it just keeps you going and keeps you engaged throughout the whole film. And it's like it's it's interesting because it's a cross between an anime, but also like in Ballister's animation, I see Hensa Road uh to El Dorado. He, both Ballister and uh Golden Line in particular, you notice have like the big expressive anime eyes. They do, yeah. Yeah. So and, and it's just like so then he finds out she's a shapeshifter and his whole training, the whole culture of the city is that any monster is bad. And no one ever goes beyond the wall because the city has been like built within a wall mm-hmm. that is heavily fortified. And you so his distress continues, but then you know when he sees that they find out that he's been framed from someone he trusts very closely. I don't know if we want to go into spoilers, but you keep getting these sense of characters are more complex. People are more complex. 
if you, you know, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, <laughs> but then also, um, you have these old unquestioning faith creates harmful actions. Yeah. You have these old, old ideas that you've never, ever examined. You just took them up with everyone else and you never <laughs> looked at them. Why do we have a wall? Do you actually need a wall? Like, where are the monsters? Uh, you're just told that there are monsters. And yeah, mm -hmm. here Nimona is, but she's a person. She's Nimona is what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And like, it is mm -hmm. like this next part of the movie is a lot of Ballister kind of having the wool ripped from his eyes of yeah. the kingdom and the experience of other people in it. And, uh, understanding Nimona and that just because she's different like he accept like it, it it's a real cool bit of the story because like he really does just have to accept her she doesn't need to change he just needs to he just needs to fully realize that it's Nimona and he just has to take her for what she is and you see what self-righteousness does this director kills the queen based off of a dream and her fanatical belief that a commoner never should have been a knight because that's a crack in the wall and the monsters were going to kill them all, therefore becoming a monster herself and who is murdered and is going to kill half the city by the end of the movie to kill this one monster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In essence, not even fighting back, but just ready to commit suicide because they're tired of living with the prejudice. Yeah, like this, this movie had a lot going on for its characters in a lot of different ways. Uh, because not only do we see like the true, like the director go from the calm, collected, wise leader to this grasping, hateful old, old woman, uh, mm -hmm. we see like Ballastare. Uh, question his beliefs and grow as a person. We see uh, Golden Loin go through kind of the same uh, transformation, and like though, and I mean, like Nimona doesn't change because she's Nimona, but she does have her own like arc of like dealing with the pain of being ostracized and never accepted for so long. Yeah, like, I would. I would say at there is a there is a tipping point for Nimona where it becomes a little bit she's pushed into becoming this this self-fulfilling prophecy of this monster's gonna come and kill us near near the end of the film. Um but but again, uh due to the relationship that she's built with Ballastar, Ballister, he's she he's able to rein her back. But there does come a point where she does change and not for the not for the better. Um but she's kind of pushed into that direction and forced in that forced into that. Yeah, that I don't think that was her like deciding she was going to be a the monster. Well, yeah, thing. not yeah, she, she, visually she, she she was just giving up at that point. Yeah, um, vi visually yeah. she or visually it did look like she was attacking, but like her yeah. like the arc of her story there is like she was give, she'd given up. Yeah, and and to the townspeople would have looked like she was attacking and and the monster uh, theory was true, but then thankfully, um, what, what happens near the end of the film is Ballister kind of walks her off that that ledge, and you get to see that bond, 
that it's built. And well, she explains it. There's, there's, yeah. There's some good, um, cause she goes, um, they grow up believing that they can be a hero if they drive a sword into the heart of anything different. Yeah. And I'm a monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and they, like, the world, um, I think I'm right on this, but um, they, uh, the, the world they're in, they have a lot of modern technology. It's not yeah. that far apart from ours. There's napkin dispensers and there's computers, and even though there's nights. And so I, I think it can be said that they're, they're trying to show, I think, that Mona is not just her own. Um, she's sort of a metaphor for what the night would be going through in the modern world. I, I, I think there's this as being uh, a gay man. Right. I mean, she's expressing, she's talking for him in this fantasy mm -hmm. land, but it's really in, in part would be if it was a modern adventure, it would have been, he could make the if same. She quote. would be, yeah. She, if it were said in our modern world, she would probably be LGBTQ. Yes. Yeah. Or a different race or a different yeah. religion. Yeah. Like we see this was the religion. You will go to heaven if you kill that other religion. Mm -hmm. That's still a thing in some places, in some countries. You will be a hero if you kill this other individuals of this other religion. That is, they are monsters. I mean, that it echoes like there, there's a, echoes all over. Like I like there's just a lot to find in the movie, I think. But and that and that's why this book is so it's so well done. Why, why this film came out so well done is because uh, it, it still managed to be entertaining and, and funny yet, yet encompass all of these different issues from, from religion to, to race, to LGBTQ um, to how friendships can be destroyed and perceptions may not be what you think it is. Uh, and that, you know, history can ultimately be a lie as well. There's so much that was encompassed in this. Um, it was very, very smart for what it was, and they still managed to keep it PG somehow. However, I would advocate for a rated R version with much more destruction, blood, and, and guts, because <laughs> I would like to know, like, Nimona, like, how do you really feel, right? Like, yeah. Just to let her loose. Like, how would you really feel? So, I, I, One of my favorite bits, sorry, Jenna, like, I just had... Uh, so one of my favorite bits is like during the second big fight scene, she turns into a whale and like swallows several people. And like this is like right after, like when uh, her and Ballister are just like finally getting good together and like yeah. getting to accept each other. And so she eats several guys as a whale and blows them out the blowhole. And for a second, you can see she's nervous, and he's just like, "That was hella gross. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jenna, sorry. No, I, I will say my critique is that I think they should have talked more about her origin. Because in the graphic novel, uh, her her village was being like attacked by raiders. A witch fell down a well. The witch turned her into a dragon to help her out of the well. And when she went back to help her village, they attacked her for being a dragon. And then by the time she was able to figure out how to shift into looking human again, her village had been destroyed. Hmm. So yeah, she it, was like wandering around trying to find some semblance of purpose. 
Yeah, and th okay, so that actually makes like because the movie does go back to that well a couple times. But, yeah, but not uh, in that detail. Slightly yeah, different type of story. Like the impression that the movie gave me is Nimona has just always been like I I kind of thought yeah. she was just like a force of nature or a nature spirit or something. Yep. Yeah, they but didn't I think really you give her an origin for that. Veterans, like in that message, because they go away, they become, in essence, you know, killers. What some people would perceive as monsters, they come back ready to help or just to just living with you again, and then they get rejected. Mm -hmm. We don't want you now. You're 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 not a part of us. You're not who belongs in the society anymore. But we don't need you. Yeah, everyone's uh like. But that is until I'd say recently between Vietnam and now there's been a very hard state for those who go to war and then come back. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, that's, so that's my only I uh, that uh -oh. in there. Yeah. They, I wish they would have been in there too. Yeah. That would have. I, I could deal with a director's cut that had another 15 minutes with Nomona's backstory. Yeah, or or just an additional like if they did a like a, a short story um, add-on into it, uh, you could do an even short film on her origin on that as well. Mm -hmm. I'd be down for that. Yeah. So, but I think like if I wanted to like kind of like wrap up why you should watch Nimona, it's I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that just like had more heart to it. Yeah, this movie had a. Ton on uh it, like it was all uh, yeah just like made you feel good all like i just it liked. did despite the funny things that were going on and the serious circumstances um the movie does take you for uh an emotional ride but a good one mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i was really impressed i really enjoyed it uh the description Maybe like delay watching it because I'm like, oh, he's gonna be falsely accused. That's not nice. To <laughs> the end, it was yeah. great. Probably one of my favorite animations in recent years. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is one of my favorite beginnings of any, especially any cartoon, but maybe even movies. Because he, the the setup, ten minutes in, I think it was almost right. You're at in. 10 yeah, he gets his arm cut off after, and it looks like he's betrayed the queen. But it's really not. That's not really not the case, you know. And and the the man that loves him just cut his arm off, and then the chart, and then, then the crowds just turned flipped on him. Yep. In a second. <laughs> and, and, oh, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, this movie has some real emotional stakes with the uh, Ballister and Ambrosius Golden Line. Like the, mm -hmm. those two are a they, they were they've got some good chemistry in this. Like Am Ambrosius has this fantastic scene uh half or partway through where there's they're hunting Ballister and he where he's just like questioning everything on the inside but on the outside he's just like managing to keep it cool in front of the director. That was a great scene. Yeah it was he, he what he wants to say the director and then he's like yep everything's fine. Yep so here's what I sent to Seth and this is to Charles's point. At, at 6.45 p.m. one evening, I said, hey, I'm going to check out Nimona right now. And at 6.48, I was like, oof, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about the animation style. It's not my thing. 
And then less than, than 10, 15 minutes later, I responded, so far, this is metal. <laughs> okay. And then I, I made it all the way through to the end. And by eight-ish or so, I had responded, all right, so 10 out of 10 was satisfied with that. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was great. I went into it not really sure because, again, like, I, like I've mentioned, I have my biases on animation styles. Um, but within a few minutes, I was in, stayed to the end, and was 10 out of 10. It was that good. And they left it open for a sequel, or I guess a graphic novel does not. And and I would be open to that if Stevenson is writing. She'd agreed. have to also be part agreed. Of yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I'm ready. The kingdom is like it. No, no, I'm not gonna say anything else. Like my, we, we've spoiled so much. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> this <laughs> little bit. <laughs> be sure to put that in the description. Spoiler I, alert. I'll put spoiler alert in the description for this episode. Definitely. Because I forgot to put push the little spoiler button. Because I'm not ah! the team of Bill and Linda. <laughs> Linda <laughs> usually manages all this while Bill talks, and I'm not as good as talking and doing. <laughs> That's because you don't share power. See what would have happened if you would have shared power? But no, got a point. Uh, yeah, I'm. The Lord of the Stream does not share power. <laughs> well, I I would definitely recommend this. Uh, I was super happy to see the representation and just the deeper topics because I, I agree with you, Charles. I think like young adult, maybe middle school, but I think it would be a great way to open not only questions of alternative identities, but also... Uh, how do you know what you know? What do you believe in finding constructive ways to question those that you can either then keep those ideas or uh, find some, find another level of enlightenment. Tear down, tear down existing power structures that don't, uh, don't <laughs> allow for your existence. There you go. Like, I think that's a message that some of the kids are going to hear loud and clear. And I'm looking forward Seth, to it. we need people to watch the movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, I think what audience we have isn't going to have a problem with <laughs> with saying, "Hey, your, yeah, your kids are probably going to be fighting in this revolution." <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've made it this far and, and and listen, let us know what you thought in the comments below, please. Yeah, like, subscribe, all that stuff we're supposed to do for. Growing SEO or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, so tune in next time when we'll uh, when I will undoubtedly have been toppled from my faulty throne, uh, and Bill and Linda re- rejoin us. Uh, until then, uh, have a good one. Long live Seth. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.